Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And I'm Brianna Jones. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew and Brie to like musical theater more. How are we doing today, guys? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a, little, uh, a little blue. No one appreciates my talents. So I'm thinking about going off to the shadow land. You know, what, what do you think, Jess? When I was a young boy, that's a, that's an emo song, right? My father, yeah. Stop and I in. don't want the world to see me. <laughs> Is that an emo song? I think that's I think that's just pop rock, Jess. <laughs> What's an emo song? Um, wake me up, wake me up inside. No, no, that's can't uh, wake up. That's like new metal. Uh, what the fuck is an emo song then? You just you just don't understand the scene, man. Yeah, you you, you just don't get it. You didn't have a an emo phase. You just don't understand. If you didn't wear yellow pants and have um, raccoon tails, then you all just right, weren't all, emo. All the theater kids get out. Okay, this is emo kids only. Emo kids only for this episode. Theater kids get out. The door's over there. Uh, uh, <laughs> this week we're talking about Razia's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. I've been chasing your steps along with your dainty, exquisite guests across mountain land and serpentine seas. These two have been on quite an odyssey. Like us, she requires riches, 
Razia's Shadow, a musical, is an album from Forgive Durden, released on October 28th, 20, 2008. Named after Tyler Durden of uh, Fight Club. I wish. It is a musical featuring members of popular <laughs> bands such as Saves the Day, Panic, At the Disco, Say Anything, The Matches, Me Without You, where the only thing capitalizes the you. That's weird. Um... Portugal, that's just a, that's a band. Um, the Man, The Hush Sound, An Angle, not an angel, An Angle, The Deer Hunter, spelled D-E-A-R. These names are fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and Gatsby's American <laughs> Dream, among others. The album was, was released by Fueled by Ramen. These names, I, I can't even, I am angered by these names alone. You just want to get it. You just don't right. understand the scene. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, the album was conceived by Thomas Dutton and co-written by his brother, Paul Dutton. The album also features Rudy Gajadar of Gatsby's American Dreams on drums. The full album was released for streaming on the band's website on October 24, 2008, and it was subsequently leaked via torrents on that same day. Who would have thunk? Wow, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> on November 29, 2012, there was a live performance at Joe's Pub, which debuted a version of the musical with significant changes to the characters, songs, and storylines featured in the original album. Two new characters named Rivka and the Mysterious Man were introduced, while all the original characters were removed, except Atticus, Nidria, the Oracle, and the King. <laughs> names, dude. Atticus. <laughs> And as you can tell by our just utter inability to handle this, this is a Patreon request by Patron Spectacle Machine. And also, hold on, cue the lightning's flash and the dark dance macabre music. It's our Halloween month. We have started that. We're talking about ooky spooky stuff. Ooh. This is a spooky one. The only spooky song in this one is is the the spider song. It's all know. spooky because it's all emo, Andrew. And you emo just wouldn't understand are... me. I'm so dark, tormented. My favorite movie is <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> My favorite movie is Nightmare Before Christmas. It's is not a even... phase, Mom. It's not a phase. I'm still going to be talking about this when I'm 25 on my podcast. <laughs> no, worse. I'm going to request that my favorite podcast reviews this. Oh, no. You're straight insulting him now. I'm not. He's wonderful. And we love him. But also, this is not. This is the not guy that, we... that bought a t-shirt mocking you, by the way, Jess. So he gets the last laugh. <laughs> I mean... I... Is it any shirt based on the show, a t-shirt mocking me? Yeah, I feel like that's the premise of the show at this point. You need to update the uh, the intro. <laughs> this is a show where I get mocked by my two co-hosts. Relentlessly. And my audience. <laughs> I am the human punching bag to everyone I encounter. <laughs> Musicals with cheese. Yay! Yay! So, fun fact, me and Andrew had nothing, no history of this show going into it. We knew nothing about it, and I'm still, after watching it three times, I'm still pretty sure I know nothing about it. Do you watch However, this three times? <laughs> I watch this three times, and I still don't understand it. Damn. <laughs> I don't want to be this angry about it, but I'm frustrated at the fact that I don't get it. 
and I tried to get it so hard. It's like there's almost a story, but they kind of like forgot to well, like really make it make sense. We've got <laughs> our wonderful producer here, Bree, who claims there is a story and will explain it to us. Um, because I don't think either of us could, but she grew up with this in high school, correct? Yeah. Um. So, basically, was it a face? It, you know what? Yeah. I, no. No. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a phase. I. I actually still. It's not a phase. <laughs> I actually uh, really love this musical and I still listen to the album till this day. Uh, and yeah, there is a story. So I think it's just going over your head, Jess. We just don't get it, man. It's just, I, mean, just I, think, too, I think I understand what they're going for. It's like a very lax kind of story. Like, you know, like a journey, but like told in vignettes. I don't know. I'd, I'd consider this more of a song cycle, but that's not as impressive as a musical. But it's it's not a song cycle because it's the same character and it it has a progression to it. Maybe. But what's the plot? Tell tell me this plot because I don't get it. And Bree's tried already today, and I still don't. Get it. Yeah, Andrew, you you take a whack at oh, you it. Want, you want me to try it? Okay. I already tried to explain it to him. So as far as I'm concerned, there's only one character of importance in the whole show, and that's Atticus, I think. Um, and it's really just about. He doesn't feel like he, well, he's an emo. He doesn't feel like anyone likes him and anyone recognizes how great he is. Uh, so he runs off and ruins the world. And then at the end, he dies, having made the world a better place for it. Uh, uh, what, what do you think, Bree? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you have the world. It's split into two. It's split into light and dark. Did you guys get that? Well, is it split into light and dark, or is yeah. it is it originally not, and then he breaks his own lamps, and then it is? No, it's originally split into light and dark. Okay. So he's from the dark, and then you we meet the princess. She's from the light. Um, but you don't do that until the second half, though. It's only yeah. an hour long. How can there be halves? Yeah, I mean, it's very short. Well, there's an intermission. It's a one-minute intermission. It's the, that's That was fucking ridiculous. What? <laughs> 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 that was like a Monty Python joke, that was. I also didn't watch the puppet show you guys watch. I just listened to the entire album growing up. See, the puppet show, I feel like, might have a different like uh, interpretation than you do. Probably. L- let me add my two cents in there. I watched a live production with actual actors, the puppet show, and as well the Joe's Pub thing. And out of all of them, the Joe's Pub was probably the one I understood the most and the one I enjoyed the most because I am a pretentious theater kid and they had theater people I knew and I could tell them apart and I could, they were performing in a way that I don't think that these um, wonderful, very talented band figureheads were able to because they weren't really performing a character. They were singing as themselves the words written for a character. Yeah. Um, I think your interpretation, Bree, is based on the fact that there's a song at the beginning of Act of Act One uh, that is the missing piece where he meets the girl, and you assume that that's the princess. Am I wrong? No, so that's. I think that is them um, talking about this prophecy, about how... Um, a, a man is going to meet a woman and it's about love and hope. And See, in the puppet show, he actually meets a girl. Okay. And it's a different girl than the princess. Okay, yeah. And no. they fall in love and then they ignore that that character exists uh, <laughs> for the rest of the show. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I just kind of, I was self-interpretation because, you know, growing up, it was only just the album. There wasn't a puppet show. There wasn't, you know, other people performing it. So I don't know. So all I know is that there's a prophecy. There's two brothers. Uh, one falls in love with a, a princess from the light. And he is like, I love her, but it's forbidden love. Uh, and then his brother's like, no, you need to, you know, stick to what we know, stick to stick to the dark. Um, and then basically he ends up killing his brother, the brother who a- Atticus, you think I would know the names. I don't. Yeah. Atticus. Um, so Pallas kills Atticus. Um, and basically at the end, he tells them to like, love your, do what, <laughs> do what you love every day or something along those lines. And the prof. The prophecy is fulfilled, which is basically kind of told by the the narrator. So yeah, that's so kind of what I got. That's a very apt description of songs eight through thirteen. Yep. <laughs> um, and in order for that to be the whole show, you'd have to ignore the first seven songs, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Are we gonna ignore like the whole Adam and Eve section of that? Because like the scientist makes like this boy and the girl to fuck basically. Well, his name's not the scientist. His name is O the scientist. It, it is O the scientist. Oh Who I f- I thought was gonna be like a major player, right. and then he was gone after the third song. <laughs> um, I, I I feel like. Calling this a musical is very brazen, and like that is a very bold choice on behalf it's, of the creatives. It's a, I would describe it as a concept album. Yes, um, far more than a musical. Uh, and we've covered a concept album before once, Twice. once. What was the other one? Hades Town. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to... That became a musical, and we talked about the musical mostly. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. You can turn a concept album into a musical, but you have to do more to it than just play the songs and do a puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I mean, even musical theater structure-wise, it's almost there. Like, it's it's almost there. You just have to rearrange it a bit. You need a very creative director to take these ideas and these musical motifs and turn it into something, and... I didn't. I was pretty dubious about that being possible until I saw the revised version performed at Joe's Pub um, by like um, Dwayne Diano from uh, the Oklahoma revival and the original um, New York Theater Workshop version of Hades Town, and all it just all came together there. Where I'm like, I get where this is going. A few more drafts and this could be something. Um, but as of right now, I'm just still like. I don't know what this is and I don't have enough inclination that it's that big where I should do more emotional weight getting into it. I think as a concept album, it works fine. I think once you try to see more of a story in it though, it just falls apart. There's one part particularly at the end, they do the doctor doctor song, which is the second to last song. And they're like, Oh, well the princess, you're going to have to stay with the doctor forever if you want to be cured and then she gets cured and then she doesn't have to stay with the doctor forever. And it's like, well, what happened? <laughs> they just, they sing an entire song about it and then that's not even a thing. And then the next song is the final song in the show. 
It's like you just introduce this major conflict and then just gone. Doesn't matter. Do you think any of these characters are compelling enough where you can distinguish them between each other? I would say the only character that is a character really is is the main character. The the other ones are kind of one note like set pieces almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. It's like it reminds me a little bit of Pippin where you got this character that kind of wanders through event to event to event. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I I I don't know. I think Pippin's a little better thought through. Oh, yeah, but definitely. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What is art? What does he want? Because he does have like an "I want" song and a half, and he doesn't. I still don't even quite understand his main goals. He either wants love or to be respected, and I'm not sure which. I mean, he already has love from the beginning. It's like they he has love. They're separated. They come back together. Then dead. Yeah, well, no, because they get separated, but then he finds a different girl. It's not even the same girl. At least in my my thought is it's not. I'm not I'm not sure if it's supposed to be. Um, they have like the lamps thing where he makes lamps to to like help the world or something and then isn't respected for it. So he destroys them. And I don't really understand. Don't you love these Patreon requests? I do. Cause, I um, think I'm, that it's interesting. We would not be talking no, about we something would not like be. this. We would not be. Uh, we tried it once with like Tiara and that. Which Tiara it was is phenomenal, and I think that, that episode was, wasn't great though. Oh no, but I think it's a uh, a more coherent story than this. Oh uh, yeah, Tiara <laughs> is a very straightforward story. I think that would have been more akin to like a puppet show. And let's just say, if you guys really do have interest in, like, any of those wacky named bands that I read at the beginning, this will probably be right up your alley, to be honest. And I do recommend you take a look at the puppet show performance, because so this, that is I really think, cool to look at. I think it's, it's as a musical, this kind of fails <laughs> on a lot of levels. Um, but as a, uh, as a super group, uh, a super group releasing a concept album, which is really how I would see this, and I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Is this not, like the Avengers in... of emo bands? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I don't particularly listen to this genre, um, but, you know, I listen, as everyone here should know, if you've listened to our show, I listen to, like, uh, power metal kind of stuff, and, and Aventasia is the super group that combos all the big names into one big concept album, and then they release uh, something and, and then go on tour, and they're fucking badass. Um, but that's this in this genre. Uh, so if you're really into this genre, this is, like, freaking glorious. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at all the bands here, and I, I've, I've even heard of some of these, so I assume mm-hmm. they're probably big names. i think that's why i liked it growing up so much it was like all my favorite bands coming together to do a like collaborative project and i think like that was what was so cool about it is you had all these bands coming together to tell a story i personally got the story and i understood it but maybe that's because i you're just smarter than me and that's not a very hard bar to meet no i think i've listened to this album so many times um, I don't know. I get what you guys are saying, though. 
Well, I think as a concept album, the story is coherent. I think yeah. Jess is trying to look at it as a musical, and as a musical, it's not coherent at all. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, as well, a musical, you want to have, like, actual scenes that, like, flow into each other, whereas yeah. this is just, like, basic concepts that kind of lead through different themes and sort of have an underlying story, but not really. Um and you have the one character, and I mean, I there's plenty of concept albums like that because when you're telling a story through music, I mean, classical music tells stories, and there's no lyrics, and there's no characters, and it's just it's just sounds. So like, you could definitely be more freeform and vague when you're telling uh, a story through exclusively music. Um, so I think that's what this is doing. I I don't really know how well it succeeded. I feel like I kind of got the idea. Um, that they were trying to tell. I think that there's a few parts where it's um, sort of... I, I already pointed out the biggest one that kind of took me out of it. Like, man, why did you introduce this big plot point right at the very end, only to ignore it at the final song? Um, like, why did you do that? But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> and the reason why I think this bothers me so much is... let's. Let's think of something like Hadestown. That original concept album did not posit itself as a musical, so to say. It called itself a concept album. Even like Jesus Christ Superstar and Evita, when it started as a concept album, they weren't calling itself a musical. But marketing-wise, this is Razia's Shadow, a musical. Look, Jess, have you ever marketed to high school students? <laughs> That's what this entire show is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and do you put musical in the name of our show? Yeah. Okay, there you go. It sells. I'm just saying. like <laughs> High school kids don't know what a concept album is. <laughs> that's not giving co uh, high school students enough credit, in my opinion. Like, maybe seniors do. I, I don't know. Ask a freshman what a concept album is. I think you I'm sure we've got one listening right now, to be honest. Have you guys ever heard of a concept album before? Of course they have, and they're listening to this shit. Our show. Look, I already told all the theater kids to get out of here. This should be only emo kids <laughs> listening right now. I so swear to God. So it's <laughs> just Spectacle Machine out there. <laughs> spectacle Machine, do you know what a concept album is? Of course you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's really cool, though, that they put on a puppet show with it. Okay, that is really freaking cool. That is cool. cool. But let me talk a little <laughs> bit about the actual actor production, because I did watch a stage production, and let me tell you, it does not work as, like, a stage production with actors in, in, in any sense of the word. Well, there's not, like, dialogue or anything. No, but it's not even, like, a lot of shows don't have dialogue. Les Mis doesn't have, like, proper dialogue and all that. But there's characters that talk to each other through song and that. Yes, and that's kind of another thing I was going to bring up is the point of view of some of these songs. Um, like, let me get to the song list so I don't mess up this title. Um, the Missing Piece, that's a duet between the guy and the girl, right? I'm remembering yes. that correctly. Yeah, um, he is, when you put two people on stage, you have a guy and a girl next to each other. Um, and he's singing about her to her in a way where she is this, she is that, but he's looking at her, if that makes sense. Well, that feels like just bad staging. Shouldn't he be looking at the audience? Yes. But at that point, I would change the lyrics to be, you are these things, you are this thing, and being making it more conversational, and that's something like a stage crafter would think of and not quite a songwriter. Because a songwriter is speaking to the person listening through the earbuds, whereas a stage crafter is writing for characters interacting. Yeah. 
And I guess you, what you could say is that with, with music like this, where it's a concept album first and a musical second, I mean, all of the songs are speaking directly to the audience. Yes. There, there is no like other characters that they're talking to. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you had this opportunity to do this emo Avengers, like have them interact with each other and write it as if commit to it, I think is more what's bothering me is that you don't commit to the idea that it is a musical despite calling itself a musical. Jess hates the marketing. I, I think that's it. I think it is literally <laughs> just the way it marketed itself and the fact that people co-opted that and started performing it themselves. You know, I'm jealous, though, because I really wish some of the concept albums that I enjoy could get staged. Like what? I really like Tiara. Uh, some of the Avantasia albums, the metal opera. I'd love to see like a staged version of that stuff. It'd be fun. I'm jealous. And the puppeteering in the the one I watched is freaking kind of good. Can we like talk for like five minutes about how awesome that entire puppet show was like? Like the spider thing is like kind of sick. I like how the lyrics say it's like this small spider and then it's like this giant green. Yeah, but like who cares? <laughs> Again, they probably should have changed the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, that just felt like a labor of love done by like a theater company. It's like, you know what? We've got this album. They gave us permission. Let's just do this and try our best to do it as creatively as possible. So I enjoyed it watching that on that level. I will say. But I think my I favorite say designs... I understood it. My favorite designs were the the spider, the uh, scientist, and the king. I love the king. Um, I really like the girl because I thought she, it, it was interesting looking, so to say, because she wasn't exactly pretty. It felt well, like Jess, she was a puppet. <laughs> it felt a lot like the Dark Crystal and the way that they designed the characters. Yeah. Um, May it rest in peace. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that's a shame, actually. The that's actually a thing's gone. The day after it won the Emmy, it gets canceled. What is that? Why are they canceling good shows? I'm mad. I, yeah. You know what? I'm angry because Venture Brothers got canceled. So I'm angry because movie theaters got canceled. I'm not angry about that. Fuck movie theaters. I'm mad about that because that means the West Side Story movie is not coming out until 2021, despite it being finished. Just put it on the small screen right away. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, we. I'm, I'm going to have to wait until next August for In the Heights. I'm going to have to wait till next December for fucking West Side Story. This is supposed to be the year of musicals, guys. Why couldn't it be Cats? <laughs> yeah, why couldn't we push back Cats forever and never have to see what that was? That's the last musical ever released in theaters. Think about that for a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> That's our legacy. All right. Do you want to go? Yeah, into I think it's time. Show here. I think and it's then we time. can talk about the music. Uh, I know Jess has a lot to say about the well, music. Oh, I've got nothing to say about the music. Jess loves emo music. What's your favorite band, Jess? Uh, My Chemical Romance, but just just the Black Parade, though, right? Not none of the later stuff. <laughs> um. Actually, Andrew, we forgot one section, so we can't go into a mid-show. Oh, what did we forget? Our new wonderful favorite section of this show, the most important thing in the world, it's Bree's Views, where Bree gets to talk about what reviewers said about these things compared to what we had to say. So, Bree, take it away! 
So today on Bree's Views, the Daily Titan said in their review, the subsequent 12 tracks further spiral down through the mind of Dutton, generally following a similar structure. Sure, the pop-punk all-star lineup varies slightly with each track, but not enough to keep things sounding all that fresh. While the guitars and synthesizers normally associated with pop-punk music um, have been replaced by violins and other orchestra-style gear, the cartoony vibes are still present. So if you find yourself highly inebriated with nothing better to do than listen to a weird musical album, check out Forgiven Durden's Razia's Shadow, a musical. At least, at the very least, you might find the album work kind of cool. <laughs> Not even, like, he, literally, he's just like, at the very least, you might find the album artwork kind of cool, which is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, the only good thing about this is the cover it came on. I didn't know there was well, such you know. snobbery in the emo music community, too. Is he the Ben Brantley of emo music? I guess so. Fuck this guy. I don't know if I can disagree with anything in this. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. On that note, let's go into a Mitchell announcement. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a shill at you. Um, today's show is brought to you by the generous donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon and who's supporting us on Patreon. Oh boy, Patreon? That's where uh, people that like to force us to watch things go. Spectacle machine. Spectacle machine. And you know who you are, the other one. Mina yeah. Miniri. Not that one. That one's the, That's a good one. She's a good one. Joseph Evans Green. Joseph Evans Green. <laughs> but also, all of our other patrons get access to, um, what, commentaries on Oliver and Company and yep. others. All of the Annie movies. Every movie that Annie's ever been in. That's, that's with and With and without pupils. Um, and, oh, oh, there's the uh, Fosse Verdon uh, podcast, which is a patron exclusive. Yeah, and the we talk half about of that. Glee Season 1 podcast. Half of Glee Season 1. We even had a guest on that one time. Yeah, one time. We got some other cool stuff planned for the patrons. We got more commentaries coming in October. I've got some fun ideas planned for December. We're going to have like a little Christmas marathon of commentaries. Ooh, Andrew's making a face. <laughs> Can you say Rankin and Bass? Mm. Only if we talk about that one where where Rudolph like has to save Baby New Year and it's the most confusing shit. That's like two hours long. That 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 is the most confusing Christmas special ever to exist. Um, Maybe. We'll see. I was going to aim for the shorter ones, but whatever. Um, Who's supporting us on Patreon, Andrew? Oh, well. Let's see. We got a list. Oh, these are changed order and everything. We got Melissa Goldman, Terry Needleman, John Donna, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lear, Lily Ackles, Haley McDonald, Jess the Stampede, Ewan Cassidy, Tess Gear, Fire of September, Monica Thruo, uh, Mina Maniri, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Alice in Wonderland, B-Way Flicks, Nathaniel Stacy Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Carrie Ahern, Irigail Drouet Whiter, Christine Malmadel, Cole Birchfield, Mary Lou Choquette, John Vanals, Holy Stacality, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, uh, Andrew Van Barson, Emily Stack, Tablin, Kyle Summers, Janae C., Kyle, 
Christina Francis, Jess A., Skyler, Liz Lim, Corey Wilmarth, Allison Stuller, Nothing is Certain Except Beth in Taxes, Elizabeth, uh, John Vanals, Thesbian, Ren Culler, Alex, Jamie Holland, Wait in the Wings, Lady Malvolia, Spectacle Machine, Will Laurie, and is this right? Spectacle Machine a second time? Oh my god, twice? Oh, that is not good. No, that that's not good. But he got double billing this time because he made us fucking do this shit. Jess, Jess really hated this show, and you can tell by his voice. But you know what? Know what we forgot to promote um, and is happening the day after this episode is posted for our patrons, our $10 patrons and up. Um, it is our monthly Patreon meetup. So, um, yeah. Jess got so drunk last time. <laughs> I, I look forward to remembering this one. Jess is wearing remember. wearing the shirt that is was no, wine it's a stained. Shirt. That, that, it looks exactly the same. <laughs> different shirt, but yes, um, it was a, a rough evening. You don't want to miss don't that. Remember. No, you don't no, want to miss that. You don't. You don't. <laughs> um, and we actually have some pretty cool guests um, coming this time. Um, like last this is... time, not so much, but this time, the cool really? guests are coming. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure that if you're not a ten dollar and a patron you're gonna want to join immediately because we're gonna be playing games and it's gonna be halloween themed it's gonna be a spoopy night oh i'm fucking psyched you better be um but all those folks give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights here at musicals with cheese if you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks um just come join us like there's tons of shit all right let's get back to the show guys Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have one more thing. Merch! We got merch, baby! We're still looking for uh, for ideas for additional merch, but I think yes. we already have our merch store up. Um, it's at... Uh, just what is the link for us? Can we add this into you this? You will find so it in, the, um, in the, the description of this podcast. Description of this podcast or up on our website as well. Go to our website and click cheese. merch and you will be able to find it there. That's at musicalswithcheese.com. All right, we've taken yep. up enough of their time. We need to get back to talking about emo shit. Emo shit, let's go. Let's go. Open up the fucking pit. Let's open up this pit. I'm diving in head first into the emo pit. Dude, Jess is like a pit killer, like guaranteed. Fuck is that supposed to mean? That means that when you jump in the pit, you beat the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, um, he doesn't. He doesn't just mosh. He like straight up targets somebody and beats them up. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. All right, let's talk about Genesis, the opening number, so to say. This is the beginning and the end, the rise and the fall. Our gate will begin at the saunter at the source, when the infant learns to crawl.
you know, I don't think I have a ton to say. About it. <laughs> I thought, and when it first started, I was I was kind of interested because you had the scientist and, and it was like a duet and, and that was cool. Um, but as the show went on, I kind of realized that that was the entire shtick. It's basically just like guest vocalists are going to come in on every song and play a different character every time. And that's kind of the whole the whole thing. So. Consistency is for pussies, Andrew. Don't you know that? I mean, it was consistent, though. It consistently had two singers and two different characters on every song. <laughs> I like that it felt very kind of classical musical theater, like with like the strings and all that, until like the vocals came in. Like it yeah. kind of eased Although you I in. would say it's a little bit jarring. It is jarring, but in a way where I think it's intentionally based on what they're trying to do. Intentional, like pushing you off your center is fine. Yeah. I'm going to say my, my biggest issue with the music overall is the vocals. And I think that is the main reason why people will like this show is because of the vocalists that they know. And the main reason why anybody coming in looking for a musical is not going to like this show because every vocalist sounds exactly the same. <laughs> That's why I recommend the Joe's Pub concert reading they did where they have like all these wonderful theater vocalists, which bring an entirely new twang to it um, and makes it feel a little bit more lived in. And they perform the characters, not just like I'm going to perform it as me, Brandon Yuri, performing the song, so to say. Yeah. Which I think is where a lot of the detriment of this album and so far, like, all the other things come from it. Um, and also, I think the lyrics are just generally better. I know Spectacle Machine did not agree and thinks that the lyrics are worse, but I, th I think they're a little better. But I think also when you're used to hearing a song one way, it's really hard to get out of that mindset and hear it a different way. See, Jess has integrity. Spectacle Machine straight up gives him money and he doesn't agree with him. <laughs> That is literally the idea, like, the Disney thing. Like, Disney pays... Like, Spectacle Machine literally paid me to have an opinion here, and my opinion does not line up with his. Yeah, that's because you're crass and catty, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that's become, like, a catchphrase here. Something that someone's actually written us in an email has become, like, our running joke. Hey, it's funny. It um, is. Can I talk about The Missing Piece, which is my favorite song? Don't you worry, boy, it's a waste of time Place your hand on mine, untie your mind We'll just float away into the day You're not the only one who thinks they're falling in love You must be patient I think that this one's pretty good. And honestly, I, I think at this point in the show, I didn't really know where it was going to go yet. And I was kind of like, oh, this is neat. I wonder what's going to happen with this. 
only only for my uh, whole view to be shattered when they drop both the scientists and whoever this girl is like the next song and they're never seen again. But, you know, <laughs> I know because I thought they had some really good chemistry, like in the song, so to say. Yeah, they had some cool stuff going on. And then it's just like, eh, no, <laughs> also want to talk about the puppet dancing in this song specifically, because it is much more subtle than it is later where it's like really big falling into a bunch of stuff or here. It's like the very subtlest arm and leg movements to the beat that I'm like, oh, that, that's super. impressive. I think, yeah, I think this song was the best um, puppeteering wise as far as uh, what they were doing, because it was just it was like basic dance moves that like a person could do, but it, it made it look pretty like. Well, the thing is, like, think about Kermit the Frog and when he dances or when he does things. They're very exaggerated, big movements. Well, yeah, because Kermit the Frog is a cartoon. Yes, but a lot of time, like, these are very animated. And even, like, in um, The Dark Crystal, they don't really do a good job replicating human movements in the subtle ways. And they all do kind of just look like dolls. Where here, it is the very subtle movement of the feet and the arms and the legs. It makes me wonder who they got to do the puppeteering, because I know... Like, people think of puppets and they think of, like, Jim Henson and those, but there are other right. type of puppeteers that do a more realistic job um, and make things look a lot more, like, true to life, so. I mean, well, let's think back to really early on in our podcast life to the, the Woodsman. Yes, I was, actually, I was actually thinking of the Woodsman when, we were, when I was watching this a little bit. I mean, I think the Woodsman is overall a more complete idea than this. Uh, yes, but I think this the just puppeteering like the puppets for puppets' sake, where I feel like this could be done with anything. It didn't need to be do- done with puppets. It, yeah, but I think the puppeteering is well is well done enough that even though it doesn't need to be there, you can still kind of uh, mm-hmm. congratulate it on that. Uh, yes, that is not me set- talking down the puppeteering. I like the puppets. I, it's just that it didn't need to be there. It is not a show that requires that. So what about uh what about the spider and the lamps? What do you think of this one? You have a special gift, but they still treat you like you're a kid. It must hurt so bad with the knife. This song is where I was kind of like glazing over every time. It's where I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I like what I'm yeah. seeing. <laughs> like visually, I think it's great, but yeah. like I, I'm like, okay, all these songs are the same, aren't they? Yeah, it's a little bit like that by this point. And I think the other problem I start to see is this is where the plot starts to not matter anymore. Yes, this is when you kind of get a feel for what the rest of the show is going to be. Because after after those first three songs, they kind of drop any idea of like this leads to this leads to this. And it just becomes like this guy wanders around and meets a new person. And then that's the song. The song is about that. <laughs> um, 
I mean, yeah, and also it's just it, it feels a bit like Greek mythology wise, where it's like shit's just gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. Yeah, which I think they were going for a mythological feel with this. Um, so maybe yeah, that but works. sometimes it feels like they want to do fairy tale feel. Yeah, maybe they didn't know what they wanted. I feel like they wanted to do the Avengers with emo bands, and they're like, oh, we'll say it's a story. Yeah, because it's cool. You can have the same singer play the same character, and that singer is the the guy who wrote all the music, and then you get all your favorite, all that guy's favorite uh, singers in to play different characters, and he gets to sing with them. Speaking of famous people and wanting to sing, let's talk about the exit where Brandon Yuri steps in, um, Mr. At the Disco himself. You are so foolish, the dark has been your home. If you elope, I'll hunt you down through suffering, you'll atone. Dear Palace, you're my brother. You loved and watched over me. There's something bigger at stake. My purpose is this journey. Brother, you are short-sighted, naive and starry-eyed. You are not the chosen one. This will be your demise. Brother, I can't help this feeling. My heart tells me to run. You were meant to rule the dog. I was meant to Okay, what the fuck is this about? Where was his brother the entire first half? Just whining. He was uh, he was doing his emo shit. His brother was just like didn't exist. And then they throw him in for this song in the final song. And then they pretend that like, oh, his brother had this deep connection with him and he's so sad that he accidentally killed him. And it's like, what are you talking about? The only time we saw this guy is he said that he was going to hunt him to the end of the earth until he dies. Uh, and then he kills him and now he's sad about it. It's like, come on. <laughs> and it's like, it's suddenly we have this Lion King vibe where you got people angry at like someone's destiny and shit. Yeah. Okay. My biggest disappointment is meet, meet the King. So you're the boy I've heard so much about from my daughter's open mouth. She's described for me wild fantasies of true love and ancient prophecy. Did you think that you could watch right in and Just to find 
yeah, we brought this up, but we know why that is. You want, like, a King Herod song scene. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the king needs a deep, uh, bombastic voice. You either need to go deep bombastic or you need, like, really wacky, like, bumbling voice. Yes, but they do neither, and they just give him the same emo voice that every other I'm character I'm the has. king! That's yeah. how he sounded. But he still has that big mustache, and they do, like, the, the bouncing mustache thing, and it's like, this would be hilarious if his voice matched these antics, but they don't. <laughs> I was very disappointed. Yeah, I will say this works a lot better when done in the on-stage production I saw, where they actually had a character that was able to perform the way that you wanted it. Really, did they? Yeah, they did. And they did a very good job. Well, that's great. Sorry you didn't see that version. I didn't see that version. I saw the one where he's played by... Um, <laughs> I don't Greg know. Salpter and Nick Newsham? He's not played by two different people. Bree, Bree, who are those two? You You know emo bands? Um, uh, Greta Salper, Salper, and she's Nick from a band. Uh, she, Greta, I believe, is from a band called The Hush Sound. Um, let me just double check that. Ooh, 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 emo attack. Whoa, uh, oh, emo attack. Whoa, emo yeah. attack. Greta is from The Hush Sound. Uh, and who else? Um, 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 um Nick Newsham. Is it Salpeter? I have no idea if I'm being completely honest. Oh my god. I'm just looking at these names. No wonder you went emo with names like this. <laughs> it's not a phase, Dad. You gave me this name. I'm stuck with it forever. Or did they pick this name? Oh, that guy's from Gatsby American Dream, which I've never actually listened to. Oh, okay. Okay. Why isn't there a great Gatsby musical? No, never mind. That's another question. Um, Andrew, <laughs> do you want to talk about Dr. Doctor? Welcome to my home abode. Please don't mind the mess. Just nest yourself down comfortable in the doctor to Ghost, you look white as a sheet. Just have yourself a seat. Open wide, say hi. Let the doctor take a peek. Now I must admit, I knew you'd come. Boy, this love elope to save her from disease. Wash your hands of her blood. I don't want to alarm. I liked this song as a song because it's like got that ridiculous bombastic feel. Yes. Um, but as a story element to it, uh, doesn't make much sense. But I like whatever. how Palis just like breaks in like in the middle and it's like, ah, I am here to be evil. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense, but I really like the, the like, it's just like that's fun i wish there was more songs like that because it's goofy andrew um musically like we've talked about this and lyrically i feel like this doesn't have much to offer but musically is there variation here that i'm just not hearing 
I mean, I don't know emo well enough to really say I'm not a pop punk fan. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I. I really, to be honest, dislike pop punk and emo pretty strongly. I think I said that during our um, Andrew Jackson show that we did. Um, Hi, Brandon. Yeah, but <sighs> I don't know. I think there's enough here that it's not like terrible. You know, and I like power ballads, and I feel like they try that a few times. So, it's okay. It all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I don't really have much to say about the final song, to be honest. Neither do I. I'm sure that she would care to hear your acumen As to how your presence is the reason she is sick but I suppose it's in vain since her life is ending When I thrust this blade in to her heart a thumping My blade has pierced your side This was never my intent Oh God, please stay alive Dear Pallas, you're my brother You've tried to protect me But your dagger's edge find in my flesh It truly was my destiny Brother, I was short-sighted I ignored your cries You really are the chosen one The calculated sacrifice Please listen to my last words Before I Fade away. This is my gift to you. Live for your love every day. Maybe Bree does. This is her Bree favorite. Huh. Did you cry? Did you cry at the end of this when Payless, musical? When Payless accidentally stabs the guy, did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I didn't that's cry. Di- that's disappointing. When he um, stabbed his brother and then immediately regretted it. Oh my god, I stabbed my brother. <laughs> Look into the camera like you're in the office. Oh no. It's a little bit it's a little brother. bit sad whenever they say dear brother cuz it's like you guys have been on screen together for like maybe 5 seconds total. <laughs> it's still a better brotherly relationship than The Lion King 2019. There was a brotherly relationship in The Lion King? Yeah, between Mufasa and Skur. Oh, whatever. Scar shouldn't even be his brother. Abolish monarchy. Yes. <laughs> abolish the police. Abolish monarchies. Just fucking burn it all to the ground. End feudalism. Install a socialist <laughs> regimen. Free market socialism. It's time. All right. I think that's all we got to say about this show. Um, Andrew, what is your overall thoughts on Razia's shadow and your cheese rating? Who's Razia? Fucking Who's Razia? Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the key to all Who's this. Razia? He's got he's got a bigger shadow than we usually work with. It's a funnier <laughs> character than we're usually used to. He's the key to all this. If we can get him working. <laughs> Who's Razia? <laughs> Is there a character named Razia in this show? I don't think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up though. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> no, there's not. Jess, did oh. you not even consider that? I did. 
didn't. <laughs> what does it mean? I don't know, and I don't want to think about it. Because <laughs> I've spent all these years not even asking myself that question. My God. Emos, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's review. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this is very good if you like emo and not very good if you're anyone else. So I'd probably avoid it if you don't like emo. And if you do like emo, you probably have already listened to this. So <laughs> I would seek out the if, if you like this, though, and you haven't seek out the puppet show version. It's pretty sick. Uh, yeah, just watch it on mute and then turn on like Hades sound or something and you'll probably find well, No, I'm saying if you like the album already, you should watch the puppet show one. It's cool. <laughs> um, let's see. As far as a... Uh, <laughs> as far as a cheese rating goes, uh, I'm going to give it um, Brunost, which is what came up when I searched dark cheese because I was trying to go with like an emo thing, but it doesn't actually mean dark cheese. It means brown cheese, but... You fucking cheese racist! Shut up, Jess. <laughs> All right. Bree, how would you rate our discussion? You guys shit on this, and it's very nostalgic for me. So. Well, you should have spoke up. What did you say? You, you should have spoke up. You should have let us know how good it was. Defended it. I'm just the producer, guys. I just sit and listen and. All right. Take well, notes. this is your this is your chance. Um. So, like you guys said, it, it works as a concept album. I can understand there being confusion and it not working as a musical. Um, but, like, for me, I'm biased. I very much love a lot of the bands uh, that sang on this album. And I like it. And I'm going to continue to listen to it. You should watch the puppet show version. I will, once I get some time. So, so, so I didn't love it. It was not a great experience for me. TBH. Well, cheese. Cheese. Um, I, I I am giving it. Um, you're gonna you're gonna actually hate this so much. Um, I am giving this clock shadow creamery cheese made in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because of Razia's shadow, and it's a clock shadow. a cheese you know what as far as we're concerned rosy is a cheese you know what i'm down with that let's make that a cheese me and yeah, jess Brandon will start Yuri. a dairy farm yeah we're starting a dairy farm i'm gonna meet a girl and we're two halves um we're in love andrew that's fantastic i hope you never see her again and we never speak of it again and then your you're gonna kill me kill you <laughs> <laughs> all but right you know who definitely won't kill us um everyone but spectacle machine who may our wonderful patrons <laughs> thank you guys for listening please follow us on itunes spotify stitcher at musicals with cheese leave us a review talking about how we just don't understand razia's shadow you just don't and get it we just don't get it <laughs> um, our twitter is at cheesy musicals our patreon is musicals with cheese our instagram is musicals with cheese our youtube page is musicals with cheese we have a patron only podcast where we've covered fossey verdon and uh the first half of season one of glee and a bunch of other stuff we also have a bunch of commentaries on there too much shit to even cover um so like just for pennies a month you guys could get all that um 
Our email is musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Tell us about how we just didn't understand the complexities of this. I'd actually welcome that. Someone please, please talk down to me and tell me what exactly hey, Let I'm us missing. know that it's not just a face. We can be your mom. It's fine. We are your mom. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> both of us, Andrew and I, are collectively one half your mom. If anyone... That's, like, not funny, Jess, okay? You can't make your mama jokes on here. If anyone knows what Razia is, please let us know. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. I'm sure it's going to be Spectacle Machine. And since, like, on the day this is coming out, it's going to be tomorrow is the ne- the day of our Patreon meetup. He's going to, like, just yell at us the whole time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That's what we'll open with. We're going to open with a... Uh... Discussion of what Razia means. Who yes. is Razia? Who is Razia? What does it represent? I think what a that way to some, start it has our something to do Halloween. with it backwards. It's it's something with it backwards where it's I I Z R or something like that. Sizar. Sizar. Cesar. Cesar, yes. Um, our title card is created by the amazing Jolene Casco. Go follow her on Instagram at Jolene Casco. This yes, show yeah. is produced by the absolutely incredible Brianna Jones. We love her. Um, thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on their platform for the moment until we get kicked off for saying the wrong thing. Um, and right. for covering things that aren't Broadway musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, they're going to pull us, put a bedsheet over our heads, put us in the back of a trunk of a car, drive us to the middle of nowhere, and be like, what the fuck do you guys think you're doing? And then Is we're going to fucking them, joke to you. We're going to have to tell them that it's not a phase, Mom. To be fair, <laughs> it says musical. And you guys get off on a technicality. So Fuck. We followed the marketing. It's too late. <laughs> Follow the marketing and see where it goes. Um, all right. On that note, um, we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. It's not a phase, Mom. You don't understand. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.